0: Good evening folks. You're tuned into the scoop on CFRC 101.9 FM. I hope that you're having a great Monday and that you've had a great week to your start great start to your week so far. Um we've had a fairly nice day, I would say. You know, it's kind of been sunny in and out. Definitely on the brighter side. We are kind of in a negative six weather right now, and we are expecting snow for tomorrow. There's a 70 chance um of snow it'll mostly be overnight um but we have a high of negative three tomorrow and a low of negative 14. so it will be pretty cold so just be sure to bundle up hope that you're staying warm staying safe um during this february month um Just to give you folks a little COVID-19 update in our community, we have 15 active cases of COVID-19 in the kfl and Day region as of right now. It's good that we have our numbers pretty low as we are reportedly also moving into the green zone this week, but even though we do have these um, more lax restrictions, just um, still stay safe, still do your part in keeping our community, your friends, your families um, safe. And yeah, that's kind of my little COVID-19 reminder for you folks. Um, But let's jump into today's segment. Today, we're going to focus on the student debates that took place within the AMS and the SGPS of Queens University last week. Last Wednesday evening at 5.30 p.m., the AMS executive debate took place over Zoom where both teams, Team TIA and Team RTZ, spoke to their campaigns and the pillars that stand within their platform. They were also asked a series of questions, which we will recap for you based on how they would operate within their role. Team TIA, is composed of Isaac Sahota, who is a third-year political studies major, and he is the candidate for AMS president. It is also composed of Amelia Cockerham, who is a third-year film and media student as candidate for the vice president of university affairs, and Tabasam Pasha, who is a fourth-year completing her commerce and biology dual degree, and she is the candidate for the vice president of operations. We then have team RTZ, and they are composed of Zaid Kasim, who is a fourth year civil engineering student, and he is the candidate for AMS president. Tiana Wong, who is a fourth year life sciences student for vice president of operations, and Ryan Sieg, who is a fourth year student in the kinesiology program for vice president of university affairs. Team TIA, or Team TIA, as we will be referring to them for the remainder of the segment, has four main pillars integrated into their platform. The first pillar is healthcare, so reforming healthcare at the university. Their second pillar is accessibility and improving accessibility at a physical and financial level for students. Their third pillar is engagement and belonging, which includes uniting the Queen's community together even more. And their fourth pillar includes a back-to-campus plan given the repercussions of COVID-19. Team RTZ, and from here on out, we'll refer to them as Team Ritz. has six pillars. The first one being action and advocacy, um, in which they aim to improve accessibility to mental health services, sustainable quality of education, and international tuition fees. Another one of their pillars is accountability and the ability to follow, follow through on their ideas. Their third pillar is the impact that COVID-19 has had on student life and being able to reopen services on campus. The fourth pillar is culture and ensuring that acts of hatred are untolerated on campus and to foster stronger relationships with Four Directions as well as other clubs that the Alma Mater Society should be supporting. Their fifth pillar is sustainability to positively change the environmental impact that the AMS has, and their last pillar is wellness and prioritizing student wellness issues. So now that we have a good understanding about the two different teams and what their platforms stand for, let's jump into what was asked of both of them at the debate and take a look at their answers. The first question of the debate posed was, how will each team increase engagement with initiatives so that student voices are heard? Team Tia said that they would deal with student issues as they arise instead of letting them fester, as well as increase communication between employees and higher management within the AMS and the university. They would also like to increase communication with first year students so that there is a longer period of time to communicate and address issues with them during the course of their undergrad. Team Ritz said that they would personally reach out to various groups on campus to increase engagement, They also aim to increase interest and turnout at AMS assembly so that more student voices are heard, and to be able to support different movements of advocacy on campus and invite those who are interested to assembly. The second question of the night posed was how will the AMS keep jobs available during the pandemic? Team Tia said that they would enforce COVID-19 guidelines so that AMS businesses can still operate and provide students with employment opportunities. They also want to increase the number of opportunities for international students, and when opportunities are made available, they will proceed as safely as possible. Team Ritz said that they want to work closely with Dom Conacher, who is the Operations Officer as part of the permanent staff for the AMS, and have better communication across the board. They also want to hire people to look into the reasons as to why the AMS loses money each year. Another question posed was, what are the most important issues at the level of Senate that you will arise or bring forward? Team Tia said that they wanted to act as a medium and hold biweekly meetings with students to address these issues. And Team Ritz said that they want to increase and improve the better access to mental health services and that they are not afraid to stand up to Queen's administration to make the university even better for its students. They also want to have consultations with students. Both teams were also asked questions in regards to how they will navigate and prioritize the lived experience of others. Team Ritz said that they will communicate with the groups that need help and that they want to focus on the Instagram account that was started this past summer, at Stolen by Smith, and that they want to advocate the equity proposal created by the Smith co-chairs to the Queen's University administration. Team TIA said that they want to support groups that have been established at Queen's University for a number of years, as well as focus and hone in on the Social Issues Commission group. On a similar note, they were also asked how they will reach out to marginalized groups and or students during their time as AMS Executive, and Team Ritz said that they want to revamp the Equity Caucus and that they have been reaching out to groups on campus with marginalized students to hear their concerns. They want to start building these relationships between these students and the AMS. Team Tia said that due to the fact that they are a marginalized group, it will increase confidence in other marginalized students to voice their concerns and not be afraid to bring their issues to a higher level. They want to bring these groups and these concerns to the front and advocate for them and promote their causes. Another question that was up for debate was how each team will support AMS clubs. And Team Ritz said that they want to rebuild trust with clubs and create conversations by holding assembly and continuing the equity caucus. They also want to target events for second years this upcoming year due to the fact that they missed out on an in-person orientation. Team Tia said that they would also like to improve the equity caucus and that they would have a volunteer appreciation recognition event for those involved. That is pretty much our recap of the AMS executive debate that took place last week, Wednesday, February 3rd at 5.30 p.m., where Team Tia composed of Isaac Sahoda for a president, Amelia Cockerham for VP of University Affairs, and Thaba Pasha for VP Operations, and then Team Ritz composed of Zaid Kasim for AMS President, Tiana Wong for VP Operations, and Ryan Sieg for VP University Affairs. They went head-to-head with a series of questions and we hope that our little breakdown of this event was informative to you and that you have a better understanding of each candidate's platform and plan so that all of you AMS members who are listening can make an informed decision and vote this week. February 9th and 10th is when voting begins. Ballots close at 8pm on Wednesday, February 10th, and they open tomorrow morning, so be sure to check your Queen's email and vote for not only AMS Executive, but also undergraduate trustee for the AMS as well as different student clubs that will be up for referenda. We're going to take a quick break and we'll be back soon enough to give you our scoop on the SGPS executive debate that took place last week as well on Friday, February 5th at 6.30pm. Welcome back, you're listening to The Scoop on CFRC 101.9 FM. We just had a great recap of the AMS executive debate that took place last week, and now we're going to talk about the SGPS debate that also took place. The presidential candidate for the SGPS is Justine Amman, who is currently the president, and she's looking to be re-elected into this position. The candidate for vice president of community is anthony lomax who has held the position for the last year the candidates for vice president of finance and services is courtney bannerman and gina azur and the candidate for graduate student senator is emil matisse and the candidate for vice president professional is jennifer lee due to the fact that a lot of these candidates are just running uncontested, we only have the position of Vice President of Finance and Services that is contested with both Courtney and Gina. The first question posed of the evening was, what is one pressing issue and potential approach that you would use to solve said issue? Anthony Lomax, who is the candidate for Vice President of Community, said that All things considering that the SGPS has done a good job um, with student engagement. However, supervisors and departments can sometimes be discouraging students from participating um, and that students should advocate for themselves and others. And he said that students have the best idea of what other students need. So he wants to look more on how to, in his words, create a lateral decision-making process and a hierarchical one because he feels as if it is a governance structure that isolates people rather than accepts them. So he would like to drive up engagement um, and set, solve this type of issue. Jennifer Lee, who is the candidate for the vice president professional, said that she wants more transparency for students, and she wants to increase awareness of what the SGPS does for students specifically, because to some, it is unknown, and it can be confusing as to what the student government exactly provides for its students, but in her potential role as vice president professional, she would want to clear any of that confusion up. Justine, who is the presidential candidate, honed in on an issue that was to create more resources and provide a better platform for students who are doing advocacy work within the SGPS, and even just in the School of Graduate Studies as well. This year, they created a portal so that student leaders could find resources on this website, But she said that holding administration accountable for reactionary responses or reports and working collaboratively with other student leaders and other student groups to ensure that Queens and the SGPS is the safest and most equitable experience for all. Emile spoke to the fact that there is no overarching policy that determines if a supervisor can take on a student. He wants to explore the possibility of whether or not a supervisor can train a graduate student. One approach was to establish a supervisor slash supervisee contract to outline responsibilities that would ideally be signed before an applicant can decline other offers. However, it resembles employment contracts and is infeasible to implement due to concerns from a union side of things and the faculty so he would like to address this as his potential role of graduate student senator. Courtney, who is one of the candidates for the vice president of finances and services, agreed with Emile in establishing a better relationship between supervisor and supervisee and how this affects students' ability to thrive. A more recent issue she spoke to is COVID-19 on time completion for students and distance learning for students who were promised internships, co-ops, and placements and more, but due to the lack of access to a lab, it means that a lot of students cannot make much progress in their research and this was remedied by funding extensions and Courtney believes that this needs to continue into future years, especially as COVID-19 is quite uncertain right now. Gina who is the other candidate for VP of Finances and Services said that she really wants to tackle transparency behind the SGPS budget and make it more user-friendly for students. She wants to discuss how it can be easier to read and more accessible to students. And generally speaking, she thinks that the SGPS can be more inclusive and address diversity, and she would like to do just that in her potential role as VP Finances and Services in the SGPS. The second general question asked to all candidates was, what is a successful event or initiative that the SGPS has accomplished in the last year? Justine spoke first. She's the presidential presidential candidate, and she spoke to the BUSIT subsidy that was provided for students. They came up with a unique solution where students who are still using the transportation system here in the Kingston area aren't unequally burdened, where students can apply for up to $90 for their pass each semester, which is the price of the pass. And the SGPS was able to provide $36,000 in bursaries for the first semester, and they expect um, that same number or maybe even more for this coming semester, but the numbers are unknown as of yet. Emile spoke to the success of Courtney's initiative and advocacy to reduce PhD international tuition fees to match those of domestic students. He also wants more representation at Senate for the SGPS with positions for shorter terms to give more students the opportunity to share their vision and communicate with those at the higher Senate level. Jennifer Lee, also spoke to the Busset initiative and how successful it was from a student's perspective of sides and that it was done very quickly and very well she also spoke to the initiatives that the sgps took during the pandemic and the forms of surveys and increasing engagement with students even when distance learning was a thing and she thinks that that is something that should continue Anthony Lomax spoke to the Scholarship Beyond Boundaries conference happening in March. He is involved in the planning committee for this conference and he helped model the conference. This conference includes multidisciplinary panels and the conference uses language that is accessible to people outside of their discipline and will help students enrich their research. Gina spoke to the rebates from the health and dental plan that benefits many students at the SGPS. She was able to talk about this with the current VP of Finance and Services and looks forward to continuing this effort and initiative for students. And then the other candidate for Finance and Service Vice President, Courtney, spoke to the initiative that involved the implementation and expansion of Empower Me, which is an online 24-7 counseling access for students that is also available in several different languages, and especially during a tough- time with this pandemic she said that she found that the service was incredibly beneficial and provides students with a great resource and just a side note empower me is also a service available to ams members so you can also use that a question was then posed to both gina and courtney who are the only two contested candidates for the position of vice president of finance and services they were asked how the surplus should be invested, and they were given two minutes to answer. Courtney said that the best strategy would be to invest in T-bills or GICs, which are investments for the SGPS and research. From the 2019-2020 year, the SGPS committed to divesting their investments, and the GICs that are currently in place do fit within the investment portfolio, she said, but she would not want to risk and higher stocks with these types of student fees. In a rebuttal, Gina did agree that liquidation is the best option so that the SGPS can retrieve the money as flexible as possible. She said that she would split a portion and invest the money into higher risk stocks and keep the other portion liquidated. That would require the agreement of all executives, but she thinks that it's a good possibility of having a higher interest in investment and that's an opportunity to explore. Gina was then asked the question directly, and she said that she would still be interested in investing in a higher interest fund that is a slightly higher risk than the current investment if there will be no expected increase of volatility in the stock market. She believes that it is the SGPS's duty to increase the interest as much as possible if they are collecting money on behalf of the students. Courtney rebuked by saying potentially paying out more of a management fee to spend student money On management of an investment portfolio is may not be the right way to go she said that long-term investments take away autonomy for future sgps executive years on how they can spend their own money and it's not a guarantee that the budget will be ideal or at such a good high for the executives in years down the road The uncontested candidates were then asked individual questions. Anthony Lomax, just to recap, he is the candidate for vice president of community. He said um, his question was, should the SGPS focus on internal cohesion or external outreach? He said it can't really be one or the other, but if he had to pick... He would want to focus on internal cohesion to create a safe environment for SGPS members and employees by having proper processes in place. He does agree that external outreach has been improved this year and that it has spearheaded really great initiatives. Justine, who is the SGPS presidential candidate, was asked what is the most important aspect of the SGPS and how would the position of president help you affect it? She said the student voices themselves are the most important aspect and that is the main responsibility of the organization. She said that they need to be able to amplify voices, create programming for students to reach out and speak to what they want and what they need. And to push this effort further, she wants to continue programming that will engage students in advance with executive positions. Jennifer Lee, who is the candidate for vice president professional was asked the question of which aspect of professional student life can be best improved by the SGPS. She believes that there are a lot of transferable skills that students can learn from others in different disciplines, and she wants to create more opportunities for different graduate faculties to interact with one another Share experiences and learn from one another. She also wants to create better opportunities for marginalized students by using SGPS resources to work with individual student groups to create more events that encourage cultural groups to find more places within their own and different faculties. Emiles, who is the candidate for senator, was asked what was the biggest challenge he faced as a student and or what issue-challenge would he want to advocate for the most. He said that the admission process is the biggest hurdle, but the struggle doesn't stop once you get past that. He said the biggest challenge is tuition and paying for fees, and that a large issue that lies is how it affects a lot of international students as well. He said that the funding mechanism needs to be reformed, and that stipends have not increased in several years despite inflation, and that that should be considered for students who have to pay for their financial responsibilities so that they do not fall past the poverty line. And that concludes our recap of the SGPS executive debate that took place last week, Friday, February 5th, over Zoom, where the six candidates spoke to several questions, with yes, most candidates uncontested, leaving only the position of VP of Finance and Services to be contested. We hope that our breakdown of this as well as the AMS debate was informative to you, and that you can have a better understanding of each candidate's platform so that you can all make the informed vote. Don't forget, That SGPS voting begins on Thursday, February 11th this week and closes on Friday, February 12th at 8 p.m. EST. AMS voting starts tomorrow morning, February 9th, and closes on Wednesday, February 10th at 8 p.m. as well. Be sure to check your Queen's emails for your ballots and have your say when it comes to your student government. But thank you so much, everyone, for tuning into the scoop. I hope you enjoyed this week's segment. Thank you for listening to CFRC 101.9 FM and we'll be back. Thank you for listening to The Scoop, produced with the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Sciences at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University in Kingston, Ontario, on the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples.